Okay, we're on. And, and it's important to understand as the CFO, your responsibility is to find out how the company is doing financially. Well, isn't that as important as your home? See, you are the CFO, the CEO, the COO, okay, and, and, and the CIO. Now, what is that? That's the chief operating officer, the chief information officer, the chief executive officer. Th those are all your job. That's your responsibility, yours and your wife's in managing your household if you have a wife. If you don't have a wife, then you have all the responsibility. So that's all we're talking about here with this master blueprint, financial mastery coaching, and, and the ma financial mastery blueprint and the CFO project. It, it's really what it's about. And, and the CFO project in the blueprint is, is a challenge. And again, that challenge starts with controlling and, and monitoring all of your expenses. So you would, you would go buy three little spiral notebooks, okay? Spiral notebooks, and, and you would keep track of every day's expenses. What did you buy today? You stopped at McDonald's or Wendy's or one of those places, fast food places, and you got lunch today, you know? Or, or you got, you know, a, a caramel frappe that, that is, at McDonald's. That is... Man, that is, that is my drink, a caramel frap at McDonald's. I'd die for those, and I have to avoid a lot of them because they're, they're extremely high. I would think one of those is almost enough calories for all day long, but I love those things. But you, it's your responsibility. So at the end of each 30 days, are you willing to accept the challenge and the responsibility of getting control of your money? because that's really what it's about. And now as we move into government services, you know, we're, we're in drawer P6. So there's P1 was auto, P2 was homeowners, P3 was the catastrophic umbrella, P4, protection four, was disability, protection five is medical insurance. And we talked about HSA plans and how to look at your medical insurance and, and, and get a high deductible, and I'm talking about a deductible of $2,500, $3,000, $4,000, even $5,000 deductible on your health insurance. So when you go to the doctor, the first $5,000 of everything is out of your pocket. Oh, wow. How do I do that? Well, remember, goal one, finding out how, learning how to save 20% or more of your annual income. Goal number two, accumulating 50% of your annual income in cash, accessible capital, okay? Number three, no consumer debt. Now, how does an HSA work? I explained it yesterday, but I'll just touch on it again today. An HSA is a high deductible plan, and that usually lowers your premium cost. Uh, my experience, because I had one of those in the past, the, the, the premium savings plus the deductibles you would have had before is equal to the $5,000 deductible if that's the one you choose. So that means you have a choice. You either give the money to the insurance company as a premium payment, 
whether you use it or not, or you don't give it to the insurance company, you put it in an HSA designated account, health savings account. Could be a checking account at a bank, a savings account, an account designated as an HSA. That means the money I put into that account is deductible the same as an IRA would be. I can put money in and I can reduce my income by the amount of money I put into my HSA account. When I take money out of that HSA account, it comes out tax-free. Do you hear that folks? Tax-free, no penalties, no fees, and I can use that HSA account or not. And if I don't use it, I don't have any medical expenses and, and on and on and on, that money's gonna accumulate. At some future date, if I just wanna take it out of there and use it, it's treated like an IRA distribution. However, I can use that money to pay for a whole broad array of medical costs that aren't usually covered by medical insurance. Eyeglasses, hearing aids, dental, a lot of different things and sometimes vitamins and food supplements can be included in, in that same thing in, in doing that. So it, it's a way to do that. Now, we talked about that yesterday and I've covered it again today. I, I just It's one of those really important big amounts of money in a year that is possibly recoverable. Now, if you're a person that has a lot of medical history, a lot of medical events, then maybe an HSA is not for you. I, I don't know, okay? So, so you have to make that decision. I wanna talk now about government plans. Now, what are government plans? That, that is primarily, I wanna talk about social security. And social security has to be planned for. Now, if you follow my coaching, and my teaching of goal one, goal, goal two, goal three, and you have created a broad array of non-correlating assets, and you have reached retirement time. Now, retirement time is not an age, it's based on an amount of money and income that's generated. So don't get hung up on age 65. I'm 70 years old, I have no intention of retiring. I passionately love what I do and I help people for a living. And before I die, I wanna help and touch a million lives with this information. I hope you will help me join my quest and tell people about me and bring them to this webinar. I'm here every day at 12 o'clock noon. We need to teach people how to be efficient with their monies. Because when you look at everything going on around you, the government's gonna spend three or four trillion dollars this year over their expenditures, over their revenue. Well, that's just gonna to add to the $130 trillion, $138 trillion unfunded liability and the $23, $24 trillion of debt. Well, somewhere in the future, somebody's gonna to have to pay for that. So do you think taxes in the future are gonna be higher or lower than they are today? Duh, you know, I, let's figure this out and be honest with each other and realize that if you want to get ahead, you have to accept the challenge. You have to accept the responsibility for some discipline in your life and managing the money in the best way possible. Okay, so Social Security 
If, if you retire early and you take your Social Security early, under the current law, early would be age 62. If you are a widow, you can get it as early as age 60. But you get a very reduced amount. From age 62 for the typical retiree to age 65, 66, or 67, whatever your full retirement date is, Okay, my full retirement date was age 66, but I put it off to age 70. So I didn't collect social security till last year. And, and so here we are today and, and talking about this, how do I, Tom, how can I put off? Well, well, let me give you some reasons why first. I always like to start with why something is important. So when we look at this and, and, and what we're doing from 62, to my full retirement date, whatever date that is, 65, 6, 7, whatever, 66 and five months, I, you know, there's a gradient of that. From that full retirement date to age 70, it increases per year at 8% per year plus any inflationary increases. From 62 up to your full retirement date, it increases at 6% a year plus social, plus uh, inflationary increases. So last year, there was a two and a half percent inflation increase on top of the 8% postponement rate of return by postponing it. So that was a 10 and a half percent increase in social security benefits. Now people say, Tom, well, you know, if I wait to take it, I'm going to lose out. I'm not going to get money. Well, that becomes a discussion of how is your health? I mean, if you have some very serious health issues, uh, maybe not postponing it is a good thing because your longevity is not good, which, which means you may not make the average life expectancy, okay? So you have to think about some realities in, in medical health and those kind of things. But if you take age 85, for a male, average life expectancy is age 84. And at age 84, all that really means is half have passed away, half are still alive, okay? Half has graduated off the earth and half are still here. So if we take age 62, and here's my monthly benefit, and I go from age 62 to age 84, how many months is that? I don't know what it is, I'd have to figure it out. But whatever it is, Take the monthly income times the number of months and it gives you a total amount of potential income. Go to age 66 or 67, whatever your full retirement date is and take that income, what that would be and do the same thing and calculate it out to age 84, which is average life expectancy. And you're gonna find that number's bigger. Okay, even though it's a shorter period of time, the increase in monthly income, it ends up still being more money. Let's take the same measurement and now let's go from age 70 to age 84 and the increase in amount and at age 84, it's still a bigger amount. So, so you still end up with more money by waiting. Now, you have to have permission to wait. And what do I mean by the permission to wait? You have to save other money. You have to have other resources of income that you don't need your social security. 
That is the whole purpose of what I'm teaching you about the planning and everything that we're talking about is, is doing it correctly. And so that we end up with the right amount of money. You know, when I talk about opportunities and plans that encompass uh, pay down strategies, which could lower my income tax on monies as much as 60 to 70% over a 12 year period of time and then another 12 year. And, and I will go through that when we get to the savings component uh, and, and some of the way that we save money, that's where this diversified non-correlating assets come into play because you, you want to make sure that you have certain kinds of accumulations at retirement and, and because of that they open up the door and they actually allow you to do different things at retirement that potentially can save a tremendous amount of income tax in your retirement years. It gives you the permission to have more go-go time and go-go years uh, before you get to the slow go and the no go time in your life. So all I'm talking about today is is thinking about your social security. It's not going to go away, folks. It, it, it really isn't. What I believe should happen, and it may happen, is they're going to increase the retirement date for younger folks. Because here's some history for you. 1933, Franklin Delano Roosevelt because of the depression, he created social security so that older folks could retire and quit working and that would open up jobs for younger people. That was the whole idea behind social security. It would allow chronologically gifted folks to retire and stop working and give their job to a younger person. That was what it was about. Because of the depression, nobody wanted to give up their job. Everybody needed their job. Now. Where did the idea come from? Let's go back to 1890, 1895, and there was an economist in Germany called Bismarck. And Bismarck, he put forth an idea that if you reach age 65 in Germany, you should be able to retire with some kind of government pension, stipends or whatever. And, and, and that was his idea. But it was age 65 in 1895. Life expectancy was 49 years old. Yeah, no, wait a minute. You understand that? Life expectancy was 49. If you were lucky enough to make it to age 65, the government would give you some kind of pension stipends to take care of you. You could stop working. Okay. Long come 1933, 65 was still the same date. Life expectancy in 1933 was 59 years old or 60 years old. Okay. So life expectancy, 59 retirement age, 65. And, and it was really about the same idea is, is allowing people to retire and quit working to free up a job for a younger person. Now, since 1933, the government has put disability benefits in there. They have expanded the benefits tremendously to the point where in within the next 10 years, social security is going to run out of money completely. And, and if that happens, that the revenue and, and, and the, the, the balance in the so-called IOU box, there is no money, there's an IOU box, and, and that's going to be gone in, in eight years, 10 years from now, it's getting closer, folks, we're going to run out of money. 
And that means you, the retirees today could see as much as a 25% drop in benefits because it would have to be pay as you go. And there are fewer and fewer people working today based on the population. That's a story for another day in, in talking about that. But here we are today, we still have age 65, 66 or 67, but life expectancy is age 84. It ain't gonna work, folks. That They're building this humongous problem and they, the politicians that we elect, we expect them to make the right decisions about what needs to be done and it has become so politicized, they are unwilling to make the right decisions about our future. And now we have this huge, huge bubble blowing up and is eventually gonna pop. And when it pops, it's gonna be painful. And, and the whole purpose of my teachings is so that you will be able to survive what is coming. When? I don't know. I, I can't predict that. I don't have a crystal ball. Yes, I do. I have one downstairs in my conference room, but, but I've never been able to get it to tell me anything. So there's the story about Social Security and what's going on into the future. And, and, and we will talk more about that tomorrow. And we will eventually get into wills and documents, uh, ownership arrangements, and life insurance. But we're done for today. So God bless. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, uh, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, the big booksellers, they all have the book. Uh, or you can email me, thomasyoung at 1stfirstconsultantsinc.com. Email me and, and, and I will communicate with you. Uh, you can pay me through PayPal and I will actually send you an autographed copy of my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Now, if you're serious about your future, you can go to cfo-project.com and put in your name and email address and you can get a free download of my book, a PDF download. You have to download it and either put it on your computer, read it off your computer or print it out. Uh, and from there, I'm going to ask you to invest $47 because the next book is, is really good. It's Nelson Nash's the basics of his book. It's the first three chapters, which are the basics of the infinite banking concept. Live Your Life Insurance is a new book that I put up there by Kim Butler. And I've added a foreword to the book. So my name is on the cover also. It's called Live Your Life Insurance. Okay. And then the other one is Financial Freedom. And, and it is a compilation of a bunch of white papers that I've gathered and I compiled them into an ebook. And then there's another book there, Live uh, Life Insurance, Will It Pay When I Die? So those books will give you an unbelievable foundation of knowledge. Oh, oh, there's one more. The one-hour video, The Wicked, Wicked Game, is also on there. And, and, and it will blow your mind because it will give you a, a vision, a thinking, to be able to see what is possible and generate 20, 30, 40, 50% more retirement income without more money. It is an unbelievable concept. It's called person A, person B. Talks about the dead clock and what's going on there, but you need to get that video. So invest $47. And if you want to go beyond that, $97 gets you an hour and a half of my time for specific coaching on the Financial Mastery Program and the CFO Project. So with that, God bless. Let's keep our prayers going for those affected by the coronavirus. Let's get it done. 
and we will see you tomorrow at noon. God bless.